Hello there, Obi-Wan Kenobi here, and you're listening to Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast, brought to you by StarWarsDaily.com. The Force will be with you, always. A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, the Galactic Republic, Confederacy of Independent Systems, and various mercenary factions vie for control of the galaxy in a seemingly never-ending conflict known as the Clone Wars. Caught in the middle of this epic struggle, the Jedi Knights strive to maintain order and civility in a deadly game that is being manipulated by the Dark Lords of the Sith. From the war-torn front lines, Michael Cohen, Matthew Krenke, and their dedicated team of analysts emerge as voices of truth and stability in these dark and deceptive times. Hello and welcome back to Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast. This is our 121st episode for the episode Wrong Jedi. I am your host, Michael Cohen, and with me, as always, my faithful co-host, Matt the Crankster Cranky. Hey, Mike, what's going on, man? Tell you what, it's like a, it's a bittersweet time right now, yeah. man. It's, uh, you know, we had a, a great wrap-up to this, to this season, um, and it's just like, oh, man, it's, it's, like I said, it's bittersweet because this is the last time we'll talk uh, Clone Wars. Hopefully, just for this season. Hopefully. Uh, yeah, hopefully. Uh, but we'll we'll talk about that. And some other stuff going on. Um, you want to head on over? You want to get to the news actually, real quick? Yeah, let's do it. Welcome. I have been expecting you. This is just the beginning. This is where the fun begins. Join us or die. Our meeting was not a coincidence. I'm glad you're here to tell us these things. Okay, Mike. So I wanted to uh, just talk, just real briefly, just a couple mm-hmm. things. It's funny. I mean, I've been, you know, I, I've been. We scour as Star Wars fans. We scour the internet pretty much daily just to see if there's any new news about what's going on with the Clone Wars or Episode yeah. Seven or the spinoff stuff. And it's just like we got kind of bombarded again with some rumor mill stuff about, uh, you know, the, I guess there's like one solo kid and then a grandchild of a solo and and then i see these interviews with like james earl jones who says yeah i want to come back to star wars and then tamura morrison which is actually kind of cool he was in i think he's at Kanuga, and he was talking about you know coming mm-hmm. back to to star wars but it's just so funny you know it's like and, and actually here's the one that actually came out and actually said james earl jones what everybody else is thinking but they're not saying he says hey it's a big payday, right? I mean, that's he just came out and said it. Like, of course, everybody wants to go back to Star Wars. That's yeah. a big payday, you know. Disney, Star Wars, come on. It's. I just think now, let's just do this, folks. Now we're just gonna comment on people who don't want to be in Star Wars. Let's just figure <laughs> that everybody wants to be in it, right? And this, and this, will have stories about. Yeah, look at Robert De Niro. He said he didn't want to be in it, so that's the story. Yeah. You know, he's the only one. You know, it's just kind of funny how. Um, it's, everybody wants to be in it, of course, you know, and and. He's James Earl Jones is the one that said, 
it's the big payday like everybody else is talking about. But um, <laughs> as far as Clone Wars news, um, as of this recording, still no word, Mike, on yeah, what's going to happen with the series. Uh, we're still kind of waiting, and it probably will be a few weeks, uh, I'm guessing, until we find something uh, out. But I don't know. What do you think? Uh, you think we'll get any word in a few weeks, or you think this is going to drag on all summer? I I well we'll get we'll get news by the time upfronts happen, which is usually April May. Um, mm. I, we'll probably get news before then. I think I think they're still trying to figure out what they're doing. <laughs> I don't think yeah. I don't think Disney has any idea because Disney hasn't come right out and said anything about several of their shows. I don't think that there's a Disney XD fall schedule. Uh, let me just Google that really quick. Um, but I don't yeah. think that they have one. Unlike, unlike, uh, let's see, coming. Okay, Disney XD themselves, like their their own site, seems to have some shows coming in fall 2013. But mm-hmm. uh, it's taken forever to load. There we go. Mm, and that's not helpful at all. Oh, because <laughs> okay. I get I get redirected to. I I get redirected to the Canadian site, which isn't oh. actually Disney XD. It's actually done by a company called Astral Media, which they're the same people who own Teletoon. So mm-hmm. it's it's very confusing because or wait, maybe Astral's not the one who owns Teletoon. I can't remember, but I I think they are. But uh, pretty much all of the cable TV in Canada is done by like two companies, um, mm. which are of course owned by the cable companies. Uh, and you know, it's all very, very obnoxious, but we don't get like our, we don't get clone wars on Teletoon. We get clone wars on, or sorry, on Cartoon Network. We get it on Teletoon. Teletoon, right. Yeah. Um, even though we have Cartoon Network now, they still air it on Teletoon because Teletoon has the deal until, I'm guessing the end of this year, maybe maybe even next year. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's it's very difficult for me to find out information without using very complicated means of redirecting my IP and all that sort of thing, so that I can yeah. actually get like a lot of the time I can't view videos and stuff like that when you guys do because they're they're IP blocked and that sort of thing. But I see. Um, but yeah, I mean no. No news, but like we've said before, no news is good news. If they mm-hmm. had something to say, they'd probably come right out and say it. So thankfully, they haven't said anything yet, which means that it's still entirely possible that that we're getting a season six. I think it's likely. I mean, with the way that that episode ended, yeah, it looked it looked to me like that was a setup for a final season. But we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, I, I had, I don't know, I had like a little different view, but I can understand your point. You know what's crazy is like, obviously we know that there's stuff done. I mean, there probably is a full season probably close to being done, if not done, right? Because I just noticed today on the internet, Mike, there's a two-minute clip out there of, you know, Anakin, and he's um, protecting Padme. Uh, Embo is after him. They're doing this thing through the snow, you know, where he's riding his hat like a snowboard. I mean, it's a fully rendered, ready-to-go uh, clip uh, from you know obviously something that's already done. Yeah. So I mean you know we know there's there's stuff there there's stuff out there. So um, I guess maybe that kind of puts hope that even if we don't get it 
on TV. Um, maybe it'll come out in some other fashion. Um, but yeah, there's we know there's stuff done. So uh, we'll see what happens if they can find a home for it. Hopefully they will. But uh, yeah, go ahead. What you were gonna say, Mike? No, yeah, it's it's only it's only a matter of time before we see that stuff. I mean, it's it would be silly for them not to release that at some point. Um, I, I'm I'm sure it's coming. I'm sure, it's on yeah. the way. But yeah, just have to wait and see. Okay, well, with that, uh, let's get into this uh, final episode and a lot to talk about, and uh, let's get into it right now. Mike, let me kick it off with uh, the wrong Jedi. The Jedi Council confers with a hologram of Admiral Tarkin, who reports to them that the Senate would prefer Ahsoka be tried before a Republic military tribunal, as a Jedi trial would not seem impartial. Tarkin advises that the Jedi expel Ahsoka so she can stand trial. After the image of the Imperious Admiral dissipates, Obi-Wan voices his disagreement. The Jedi, he believes, should stand behind Ahsoka, though it pains him, Mace agrees with Tarkin. For to not hand over Ahsoka for trial would be to disobey the will of the Senate. So last week, Mike, you, you actually noticed Mace's comments uh, at the end of uh, mm-hmm. last, last week stating, he said something like, um, let's just hope we can keep her here. And uh, so he, here we are. This is exactly what they're talking about. Yeah. You know, They're in the Jedi Council with Tarkin, and Tarkin and Yoda are discussing how they should deal uh, with Ahsoka. And of course, Yoda wants his traditional trial um where where tarkin obviously wants her expelled which was a big revelation right at the beginning like whoa you know they're going for the big time here they want her expelled and put in front of this uh like a republic military trial so obviously there's definite there's definite tension between tarkin and the council and uh, but as may says you know it's going to look like an act of opposition um which which they just can't have at this point i mean the, the council you know, their ability to see the force is diminished. Uh, a lot of stuff is just going bad. I mean, this is just a bad time for them, and, and they know it. They can sense it, and they just can't have any other problems um, with the council. So they're, they're kind of almost forced into, uh, you know, giving her over to, uh, to Tarkin. So uh, any thoughts on this first initial uh, seen here? Yeah, I mean, uh, having Tarkin come in and essentially bully them and tell them what to do. He did, huh? Was yeah, it was a, it was a little yeah. off putting, but you also kind of you get it. I mean, it makes sense. But mm-hmm. I, but where, uh, I mean, I feel like there was no payoff. 
for that for for Tarkin and and Palpatine, um, mm-hmm. which which I found a little bit upsetting. I that that's kind of what I was hoping was going to happen is that we were going to find that somehow <clears throat> those characters were a little bit more implicated. And I don't know, maybe that's a story for later. Maybe that that uh, will 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 start to uncover that truth a little later mm-hmm. on, um, or it's just implied. Because Tarkin is really, like he's going for the throat. He will not let up, um, and and he really he has no reason to be quite this intense about it, other than his own personal bias. But uh, but I guess that's that that could be enough. But it just seemed to me like there was more going on, and it would have been nice to explore that. But there was enough to get through in this episode as is. So I understand why that might have gotten put on the back burner. Yeah, I like how you said that Tarkin was a bully because that's that's a perfect way to put it. I didn't even think of that, but that's that's what he was, man. He just bullied and bullied the the council into doing what what he wanted, what he needed. So, um, but go ahead. Mike. Uh, Anakin paces nervously, feeling helpless, as Ahsoka is called into the chamber of judgment. The council members ask for her plea, and though she insists she is innocent and that the Jedi are being deceived, she cannot prove who is behind such a plot. Her sense is clouded. Though it is not a unanimous decision, the Jedi Council finds Ahsoka Tano guilty of sedition and strips her of her rank and status as a Jedi. Temple guards remove her Padawan braid and she is remanded to the custody of the Republic military. Reached a decision. We have. Though not in total agreement, are we? It is the Council's opinion that Padawan Ahsoka Tano has committed sedition against the Republic, and thus, she will be expelled from the Jedi Order. You can't do this! Your Padawan status will be stripped from you, and you shall forfeit all rank and privileges within the Grand Army of the Republic. You will be turned over to the Republic courts to await your trial, and whatever punishment they will set for you. Henceforth, you are barred from the Jedi Order. I tell you what, Mike. Um, a couple of things here, uh, and this is a really one. This is where the episode kicks in for me. Mm-hmm. Really, some good stuff here, powerful stuff here. Um, the Chamber of Judgment was was interesting. How how Ahsoka was put kind of down, and then you have the the Jedi kind of looking down on her. Now, was there only the the? I only saw. Uh, I think it was five. Who did I see? Kiati Mundi, Yoda, Mace. Kenobi, Plo, so it's five. Did you see anybody else in there? Is this supposed to be a... I, I only saw the five there. So this is obviously not all the council. Did you notice that? Yeah, I mean, even even when the council was sort of sitting, I think in the last episode as well, not all of them were, were always present. Um, and yeah, yeah, for this scene, for the judgment chamber or whatever, it wasn't it wasn't all of them. It was a it was a select few. Um, mm-hmm. but I, I mean, I found it interesting that, that they pointed out, you know, we're not all in agreement. Yeah. That was um, huge. Yeah. Because yeah. I think we know that Obi-Wan and, and Plo Koon don't believe that Ahsoka is responsible. Um, yeah. What's, let's do the count here. I was thinking of that. Cause like you said, we know it's Kenobi and Plo. They had to yeah. have voted in her favor. Yeah. So who do you think didn't vote in her favor? Had to be Mace, right? I... 
Kiati Mundi. I think I think Mason Kiati Mundi. We can say like they definitely looked at the evidence and went that way. We don't we don't really have enough uh, familiarity with the rest of the council. Sicey Tin seemed really like he seemed sort of right there in the middle. Um, mm-hmm. Like he he didn't know one way or the other. But in that instance. It's I it's so hard because I think that a regular person would lean to the side of, you know, if you're right in the middle, if you're right at that fifty percent, your fifty one is gonna go to, well, better safe than sorry, sort of a sort of sentiment. But I think that as Jedi, it's mm-hmm. it's a little bit more complex. And I think when they look at someone like Ahsoka, they would have to go, maybe not, but. I mean, the thing that really makes this difficult, and let's just get, let's sort of cut right to it. Uh, mm-hmm. it Barra Sophia is the one who's responsible. And we can't really talk about Ahsoka's involvement without talking about that. Because mm-hmm. just think about it from the perspective, not from our perspective, but from the perspective of the Jedi Council. It is just as dis- difficult to believe that. Barris is responsible for this as it is to believe that Ahsoka is. They've both yeah, because there's no evidence yeah, for her. Yeah, they've both been exemplary uh, Padawans. They've both fought valiantly during the Clone Wars. They both have uh, just amazing records. But I mean, honestly, honestly, if we're going to look at it, especially looking at it from the perspective of Mace and Kiadi, and and maybe some of the other Council members, Ahsoka is Anakin's. Padawan. We know Anakin has issues. Yoda knows Anakin has issues. Yoda is privy mm-hmm. to the fact that Anakin has done some stuff that maybe he shouldn't have. Um, maybe he doesn't know the exact details, but mm-hmm. in episode two, he does sense when Anakin kills the the uh, the Sand People. So. Mm-hmm. I think that that would color your opinion a lot. The the fact that and and when they when they gave Anakin this Padawan, it was almost as a test, and now the test has essentially failed. So, mm-hmm. you know, it it seems to me like they like a lot of the council would have reason to believe that Ahsoka could have done this, if if anybody could have, if any Jedi could have, why not her? Um, because they don't trust Anakin, so why would they trust his Padawan, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was frustration, I mean, with both of these. I mean, you can tell the frustration that Ahsoka had with the Council, as well as you heard it from Anakin right there. I mean, he just can't believe it. You know, he's 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 saying, you know, hey, you guys already made your decision. She didn't even have a chance in here. Yeah. And um, so I thought that was cool. And and Ahsoka being expelled, I mean, here is, a, here is the unceremonious way of getting kicked out of the Jedi Council by having your Jedi braid, which normally is cut off by a lightsaber, you know, by Yoda or whatever, um, in a night in a very ceremonious way. Here it is, getting ripped off of her head, and I just you just see that, and you just see her go like, "Wow, you know, this is this is crazy." She's getting kicked out, you know. I thought that was very um, apropos way of of kind of signifying her really getting kicked out was ripping off that that braid, and. Uh, Hey, let's talk about real quick too, Mike. Um, this the Jedi Temple guards. Wow, what a great design on these guys, huh? Yeah. I mean, this is something new. Uh, a cannon yellow lightsaber pipe. Can you? Wow, I never thought we'd see the day, Mike. Yellow 
as a canonical thing in the Star Wars universe. What do you think? Yeah, it's officially in there now. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I never thought I'd see it. it. This is opening up all sorts of options for JJ uh, down the road. He, we, yeah. we could have yeah. various colors um, in the future. But I will say that, that they've played with the color of Ahsoka's lightsaber a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. She, she has the two. She has her, her main saber, and then she has her Shoto, which is the shorter one um, that she holds backwards. I, and that Shoto blade is actually, like, if you put them side by side, and you, you watch really carefully, the one is a, is a little bit tinged yellow. It's green, but it's a little bit right, tinged right. towards the yellow side. So, mm-hmm. um, so I mean, you know, it's a, this is a, a natural evolution. But uh, originally they were supposed to be green, so cool that they that they did in fact change that and make them yellow, so that we could see some yellow ones. They're also thicker if you look, like because mm-hmm. they're not they're not lightsabers, they're not lightsaber laser right. swords. They're right. they're they're pikes, so mm-hmm. they're um, they're double bladed and they're they're definitely a lot thicker, um, which I thought was really cool. It was just nice to see I... something different. Yeah, no, definitely, and and just a great design, and and I'm just like like a lot of people were talking on the Facebook page for Frontlines. It was just like, hey, I want to know more about about what these guys do and what their power, you know, because it seemed well. Actually, I'll talk about that when we get to the scene. There's another scene with these temple guards, and I'll mention it a little bit in a little bit here. Uh, Ahsoka sits in a prison cell in the Republic military base, awaiting trial. Anakin arrives with Padme Amidala, who will serve as her advocate. Ahsoka again describes how Ventress betrayed her and attacked her at the warehouse. But none of the clones who captured Ahsoka reported seeing the former assassin at the warehouse. It's a tentative lead, but Anakin is determined to track it and find the truth. So I like here that Anakin wants to get in. in he wants to get to the bottom of this. I mean, he, he believes Ahsoka, obviously. Um, you know, and he wants to find out who's behind this, this bombing, this whole, this whole yeah. mess. And I think it, it's just... It's interesting to know that no other Jedi is willing to do what Anakin's doing here. Um, so, and even Ahsoka says, "Everyone but Anakin has abandoned me." So she's already felt like she's just being abandoned. And 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 Asajj talks about this in a little bit. But but Anakin seems the only one that is is going out of his way to do anything. Mm-hmm. You know, the council's just sitting there, kind of like already found guilty, and they don't even bother to go kind of go talk to anybody. She's talking about. Uh, Ventress and and uh, it isn't until Anakin finds out in a minute. But yeah, no one's even really going out there to try to find out and help. So I thought that was interesting, and uh, definitely builds um, up and and kind of explodes at the end when we talk about the end. How these two yeah. are so close. So yeah. yeah. Uh, in the <clears throat> darkened under levels of Coruscant, a hooded Anakin stalks Asajj Ventress. She senses his presence before he pounces. He ignites his lightsaber, ready to do battle. Asajj tries to push back and kick her way free, but Anakin overpowers her, shoving her against a wall with the Force and telekinetically throttling her. He demands answers. Ventress admits that she did not that she did take up the bounty on Ahsoka, but had a change of heart when she came to realize that the Order had abandoned her. The truth behind these words haunts Anakin. Tell me what happened. When I heard your little brat was on the run, I thought she might bring a large bounty. Bounty? 
I was going to catch her pet and turn her over to the authorities. Collect whatever bounty was due. What stopped you? <coughs> At first, I admit, I was just interested in the money and a little bit of revenge. But then I realized your fallen Padawan and I had a lot in common. How dare you compare yourself to Ahsoka? It's true! My master abandoned me. And that's exactly what you did to her. You and your precious Jedi Order. Wow, that got a look from Anakin when she said that. Precious Jedi Order. Mike, this is a, a cloaked Anakin, and, he, and he's fighting with Asajj. And this is the Anakin that I love to watch, Mike. I mean, mm -hmm. he's, he's determined. He's powerful. Uh, Asajj, she's no match. You know, these two have fought before. But at this point, um, when Anakin is determined and he's powerful and, and he shows this aggressive side, she's no match for him. And I just love, you know, he force chokes her. Um, and it's just it's just fun to watch that kind of stuff. I love that kind of stuff. And powerful words from Asajj when she tells Anakin, you know, my master abandoned me, and, and that's exactly what you did to her. So and she says, you and your precious Jedi Order, like I said. So I think she's more referring to the Order than Anakin because Anakin knows he's been he's been standing by her, but he still has that look like wow, you know, like almost like a revelation for a second there, and it still causes Anakin to pause a little bit and think about what Asajj has just told him. So, uh, really cool scene. Though. I love seeing Anakin just kick some butt like he did. What do you think? Yeah, uh, this was this was one of my standout moments of this entire arc. Um, oh, okay, yeah. First of all, Asajj. I mean, the, the, the voice performance by Nika Futterman in this mm -hmm. scene. Um, she plays about, like, three different levels in, in mm -hmm. this interaction with Anakin. She has her, her original sort of standoffish... Um, bravado which we're used to seeing from from Asajj and then we get a moment of desperation of like don't kill me don't kill me which I I think is like that's that's a that's a weakness that I don't think that we've seen very much in her but I think when she's up right, against yeah. Anakin she realizes especially in this instance because it involves Ahsoka even she realizes this is not this isn't a time for for jokes or commentary or or anything like that like she needs to beg mercy because anakin will just kill her in this moment because he, he's yeah. really he's had enough and yeah. then yeah. and then when he when she realizes that that she's sort of she's she's got him dead to rights um that she her tone changes and she gets to a point, I mean, she makes that comment and she sort of hits him uh, right at home. And, uh, and, and when he sort of lets off, she, she changes tone to, to, I think, the more honest version of, of Asajj Ventress that we're getting to know now. That, like, there's weakness, there's vulnerability in there, but there's also this really interesting independence and strength that's come from being abandoned by her master and you can tell that, that even now even still she is hurt by the fact that Dooku yeah. betrayed her and mm -hmm. uh, that's really like that's what's put her on this path and and her point about her and Ahsoka being the same Anakin takes real offense to that but 
it's true. Like it's it's one hundred percent true. It was true last week in, in our previous episode, and it's it's true in this episode. They really are the same. Their their paths are very similar. Um, Asajj doesn't have a choice in hers, but as we'll find later, Ahsoka does have a choice in hers, and and it's interesting what she chooses as a result of all of these things that Asajj is saying here. Um, so mm, this is yeah. this is all really the perfect setup for what we get later on uh, and and Ahsoka's reaction to, to the events of this arc. Mm. Uh, a manacled Ahsoka Tano is brought by clone troopers into the spacious military tribunal chamber. Chancellor Palpatine presides over the court, flanked by his red robe guards. The Jedi Council observes and representatives of the Senate serve as jury. Padme stands at the defense while Tarkin serves as prosecutor. He intends to prove that Ahsoka was guilty not only of the bombing, but of eliminating her co-conspirators one by one. He asks the jury for full weight of the law to be brought down upon Ahsoka, including the uh, death penalty. Wow, which, that's pretty crazy. You know, He's asking for the death penalty. Um, but, Mike, we got Tim Curry as the new Palpatine here. Definitely different. And uh, I was going to say it would take some time to get used to. I don't know how much he's going to be involved with his with this mm-hmm. episode or this uh, series if this is just a one-time thing um but uh not bad not bad uh he's got to fill the, the the enormous shoes of ian amcrombie which we're all so used to yeah but uh you know i, I thought he did yeah. it was fine it was fine yeah I, uh, he's, he's interesting he's different uh it's yeah. it, it, like you're saying it's gonna take some getting used to but yeah yeah definitely um yeah what, what do you think though man he's talking asking for the death penalty this is He's, uh, he's going after these Jedi. This man. is what I'm saying about it being like, there's an intensity to Tarkin, and I'd like to know why. I'd like a little bit of backstory as to why mm-hmm. he is so uh, vehemently against the, the Jedi and their involvement. Uh, I'm sure we're going to get it. We will get it at some point. It's going to happen. But, uh, you know, it's just... It's very interesting stuff. It's very interesting mm-hmm. how it's all... Uh, coming out and how this is all leading into episode three, um, mm-hmm. but there's a lot. There's still a lot of dots to connect between here and episode three. So that's why one of the reasons why I've been saying I, I don't feel like this is the end of a series. Uh, a lot of people have been saying, "Oh, that felt really final," and it's like, "No, that felt like the end of Act Two, and now it's time for Act Three, which will be sort of the the rush to the finish." Um, but you know, time's going to tell on that. But (laughs) yeah, Yeah, well, yeah, go ahead. Uh, In the under under levels, Ventress explains to Anakin how she was attacked in an alleyway after departing from Ahsoka's company. That someone could sneak up on her is remarkable. It points to another Jedi's involvement. Anakin's search is stalled. Ventress was his only lead as it was the only person Ahsoka contacted while she was a fugitive. But Ventress reveals that Ahsoka called Barriss Afi while she was on the run. Barriss provided Ahsoka information that led her to the warehouse. Uh, Padme makes an impassioned plea in Ahsoka's defense. Why would Ahsoka kill Leta Termond in a manner that would so easily make her look culpable? She asks Amidala claims... Uh, uh, she asks... Amidala, Amidala claims the court is trying the wrong Jedi, that an unseen conspirator is still at large. Tarkin is unimpressed. He points to Ahsoka being spotted in the company of known separatist criminal Asajj Ventress. Ahsoka protests 
And Ventress set her up, <coughs> uh, set her up, ring home. Oh, let me read this again. Ahsoka's protests that Ventress set her up ring hollow in the enormous chamber. So, again, we're going, kind of going back and forth. Mm. This is this is a Star Wars style right here, Mike. We're going from you know one thing. We're going from Anakin and Ventress to uh, to the chamber, the council here, uh, not the council, but this tribunal. A classic uh, Star Wars. How it's kind of. You know everything's pieced. Everything's starting to piece together uh, little by little, scene by scene. You're starting to get things going. It's really building up to this to this big climax mm-hmm. here. Uh, go ahead, Mike. Where are we at here? Uh, uh, An- Anakin? Anakin returns to the Jedi Temple and visits Barra Sophie in her personal quarters, where she sits meditating. Anakin asks her about Ahsoka's call, and Barris explains that she was trying to help her friend. Anakin tells the Padawan what he learned from Ventress. And that he believes Asajj and Ahsoka are innocent. Barris begins to back away from the Jedi. Anakin plays a hunch and ignites Barris's lightsaber, swinging it at her. She draws Ventress's lightsabers from their hiding place and ignites them to parry. Anakin realizes her guilt. Barris deflects his strikes, then runs away from Skywalker. So here it is, Mike. Here's the big reveal. Um, you know, we thought about it. We uh, we discussed it last week. Mm-hmm. You know, was it going to be her? Or is it going to be somebody new? It did, obviously, uh, we finally get that revelation. But I love the the confrontation that Anakin does. Um, you know, he walks in, uh, and I love the fact that he subtly uses the Force to to pull um, Varys's lightsaber to him. You know, he's already got this set up, and I almost think that he comes in here thinking, I think it's her, and. Um, it's weird because he he takes her lightsabers and at that point he he slashes at her. So I don't know if he had the strength to to hold up if she didn't do anything at that mm-hmm. last second. Because otherwise he's either going to kill an innocent Jedi or he's going to find out she's bad. And either way, it's 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 on. You know what I mean? Either he's killing he's killing an innocent Jedi yeah. again, or or it's on. So. Uh, interesting and I, I don't know if he was going to be able to to pull up if she didn't if she just stood there with her hands up like it's not me you know but um i just i just love that how he came in and he and he just they they made a point to have the camera follow that lightsaber to his hand just then you're like oh boy i think i know what's coming here he's he, you know he's gonna he's gonna pull out the lightsabers and and make her be the one to get, give herself up so um Really cool stuff, and and a, and a great fight as well. I mean, uh, we'll get to more of the fight here in a second, but um, what do you think? I mean, you think he would actually be able to pull up in time and not, not kill her? If do you think he had a hunch it was her? I think I think he already had sort of put it together, and based on her initial yeah. reaction, uh, he, he, he was in, definitely yeah. working on a hunch. But I mean, it's a Jedi hunch, right? So it's got a little yeah. bit more backing it up than just. Uh, than just gut feeling. The, the force, I'm sure, was indicating that, you know, her her emotional state and that sort of thing. You have to remember that he's a knight and she's a Padawan. They're not equals. Um, True. Her ability yeah. to mask her emotions is probably pretty limited. And the thing that I kept saying throughout this entire sequence was, Barris, he's the chosen one. He No, no, he's yeah, the chosen right. one. No, you don't understand. He's the chosen one. You've already lost. Like, the game is over. You're caught. 
when yeah. he showed up at your door and asked about Ahsoka, you should have just thrown yourself at the mercy of the court. Like, it was done. It was it was over. Anakin is yeah, unstoppable. The the only one who can who can really uh, go up against him. I said this on our on our uh, Google Hangout. The only one who can really go up against him is Obi Wan. Um, mm-hmm. And and one of the reasons why I feel that way is because first of all, Obi Wan is the greatest Jedi who ever lived, uh, chosen one or not. Uh, and second, and uh, Obi Wan knows him, right? He knows he knows his. Right. his I mean, he trained him. He knows his weaknesses. He knows his strengths. So he's going to be the only person who can really uh, uh, stand up against Anakin. So anybody else going up against Anakin at this point. Uh, towards like sort of the second half of, of the Clone Wars is in for it. I mean, he's the he's the hero of the Republic. So um, mm. she should have just given up right then and there. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's um, we'll talk more about about this fight here in the courtroom. The closing arguments have been settled. Palpatine asks the jury to keep in mind that a harmless as Ahsoka may appear, great harm has been done to the Republic, and that separatists are so treacherous that nothing is as it seems. Anakin chases Barriss into a corridor with the Jedi within the temple. Barriss slices open a window and leaps to the exterior courtyard. Barriss defends herself fiercely, but Anakin batters through her parries, throws her body with the Force, and disarms her. Just as the jury is about to render its decision, Anakin and a phalanx of temple guards interrupt the proceedings. They march Barriss Ophie into the courtroom, where she admits her treachery. Barriss remains defiant, calling out the Jedi for its corruption and violence. She warns that the Jedi now serve the dark side and the Republic is falling. So a lot of stuff to talk about here, Mike. Um, first of all, this fight, fantastic again. I love, you know, again, Jedi fighting is, is something I te- uh, love to watch on this series. Mm-hmm. Um, the guards, the temple guards were also involved, which I have a question about them. I mean, what is their... Um, skill level because rather than go through them Barris decides to jump out of a window so you know questions about these temple guards and just what their um, role is and and uh, you know is are they skilled in lightsaber combat or these lightsaber pikes or something like that uh, so that was interesting but um, wow you know they're fighting in front of the younglings that we saw in the, the gathering episodes yeah. like, so we see them again and then once again like we saw with Asajj, anakin uh, we get to see the power of anakin as he uses his aggression uh, to simply he just simply overpowers like you said Mike, he just overpowers bear she has no chance you know he's using these big overhead strikes grabs Barris with the force and, and he actually suspends her Mike this is a really cool scene he suspends her for a second mm-hmm. you know before throwing her against against the wall over there so I, I for me I almost kind of was hoping that maybe there was going to be a lightsaber through the chest or something like that did you did that, that come to your mind at all as this was happening like he's going to slice her down you know did you think that yeah it it seemed that way for a minute uh, it was mm. it was really hard to tell how far he was going to take it and how, just how emotional he had gotten but mm. uh, but he does sort of pull up at the last second so yeah uh, and, and and another so here's here's another thing I want to talk about Mike get your give me get your feelings on this um Bera Sophie's confession. Mm-hmm. You know, she says the Jedi are responsible for this war. Um, the Jedi have lost their way. And, and another quote that says, an army 
It's an army fighting for the dark side. So here, I am not so sure that I understand, Mike, what what her beef is. Um, and and still, I'm still trying to figure out why set up Ahsoka. Yeah. Um, you know, because Ahsoka showed signs of agreeing with Barriss. Um, sort of, you know. I mean, she understood, maybe not agree, Mike, but she kind of understood what Barriss was talking about um, in, in the early uh, earlier episode. So I'm still, I'm still a little... Um, not sure. You know, I just, I just can't figure out. Maybe you can help me out to try to figure out what Barris's motivation for this whole thing was. Because maybe she's just fallen to the dark side, and and this is just maybe uh, another reason for her to go after Jedi. I don't know. I just, it just didn't really. Yeah. I don't know if that was enough for me. You know. I, I think. I, don't know. I think what's going on there is that the. The dark side is 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 a tricky thing, and right now, it's the balance is is weighing towards it. So I think that for the younger Padawans, especially in a time like the Clone Wars, um, it's very difficult for them to to recognize it when it's springing up. And like this is something that I've been wrestling with over the last few days since watching the season finale because. Mm-hmm the the moment when they're when Anakin confronts her and and says you know you should have you should have gotten rid of the evidence you shouldn't have kept those and she and Barris goes oh i think they quite suit me and it's yeah, like it's dark side yeah stuff, man. like there's a moment that's there of, of her going like you know well i'm a, I, i'm not a jedi anymore sort of thing like that's very like early asajj ventress sort of um attitude but then later, what she says, what she says to to the to the court is true. I mean, everything that she says is a hundred percent true. I. Mm-hmm. Uh, but only the dark side would lead her to the conclusion that blowing up part of the Jedi Temple is going to get her what she wants, which mm-hmm. is and, and and I think I think this is. This is one of the pieces that people don't understand about the dark side and why they have a problem with episode three and why they have a problem with Anakin's fall. It's because they don't understand that falling to the dark side isn't becoming evil. Uh, and, and this is something that the expanded universe has has looked into a great deal. And, and Vergier and her, her teachings uh, with Jason Solo, they they point towards this idea that the dark side is just another aspect of the force. And it's really, I mean, the force is, is almost, um, ignorant to, to these ideas of good and evil. There's a light side and there's a dark side, but they're both neutral. Uh, not, neither one is truly good or evil. It's just our perception that makes it that way. And, and so for a, a Jedi to start to fall to the dark side is not as simple as good or evil. Uh, I think with Krell, what we saw was, was a more far along corruption. Um, and, and he had decided that, I mean, he'd gotten to the point where, I mean, he was a much more aggressive Jedi than Barriss. So I think that that's where 
where you're going to see those differences is that he was much more warlike. So his compulsion was was to bend towards power, whereas mm-hmm. hers was almost. The Jedi are very pious, but what she was moving into was more zealotous thought patterns where it's like the the jedi are the be all end all and you could tell that there was a little bit of a superiority thing going on there where she was like that we're jedi we're not supposed to be like this which is something very similar to what anakin says when he says you know i'm a jedi i'm not supposed to feel like this i'm not supposed to have emotions um but and, and i mean that's very different from what he says in the clone wars but um, when he sort of says to Ahsoka that it's about controlling the emotions, not just about getting rid of them. But Barris is is having a hard time with controlling those emotions. And I think I think you could probably point to and, and I think an interesting way to, to go with this would be to start pointing towards a PTSD sort of mm-hmm. um, situation with some of these padawans you have to remember that she is a teenager right she's not like it's one thing for anakin who's a young adult Uh, he was 19 when the clone Wars started definitely young definitely too young to be dealing with the sort of things that he's dealing with but as a jedi much more prepared and and as a jedi i think they're all more mature but Ahsoka and Barris are I mean they were they were 14 15 years old when they were trapped under a pile of rubble inside a tank and right. and almost died right and you have to you can't assume that just because they're Jedi that they come out of that unscathed uh, I think I think the fact that it was brought up at the beginning of this arc is an important point so mm-hmm. right you know, it's one of those things that the more the more you think about it, the more you start to analyze her behavior and how erratic it is, the more you can start to look at it and go she was she she may have been very early along the path, but one or two dark thoughts got her there. And that's mm-hmm. why Yoda says to to Luke, once you start down the dark path, forever will it dominate your destiny, right? It's it is a very slippery slope and and Barris is starting down the dark path. She may not be all the way down it, but but she has definitely taken her first couple of steps. And mm. uh, and so I think I think even within herself she's struggling and that's why we get these contradictory moments because the most dangerous things, and this is what, what Palpatine has proven, the most dangerous lies are the ones that are true, right? And so she's right. she's caught up in the middle of a lie that's true. Um, yes, the the Jedi are, are fighting in a war that they have no business being in. They're supposed to be peacekeepers. But do they have another alternative? No. What, is it better for them to just leave it to the Republic? Probably not. Is it destroying the Jedi from within? Absolutely, that's the point. That's the whole reason why the clones were created and why this structure was implemented by by Palpatine, right? I mean, hmm. it's genius because Palpatine didn't go and have somebody from the Republic secretly create this army. The Jedi created the army hmm. on behalf of the Republic, but the Jedi did it. The army belongs to the Jedi 
in those first moments of, of formation. And then the Jedi handed over to the Republic as the Grand Army of the Republic. But in those opening moments of the, of the war, Yoda is the supreme commander. Yoda's the one telling all of them what to do. He's the one who goes to Kamino, talks to the cloners, and says, this is my army, I'm going to take it to Geonosis. Right? Like, they... Palpatine orchestrated that perfectly so where the Jedi would be integral in that, and they would have this superiority complex where they feel the need to hand it over to the Republic. They can't just... They can't just give it to the Republic because it's too dangerous a weapon to just hand over to the Republic. So they'll be the generals until such time as the war is over and then the transition can happen. And we can see it's starting to happen with people like Tarkin. And there's a power struggle there. And I think maybe that's where Tarkin's emotions are coming from. But mm-hmm. but it, it like this is why I say this cannot be the end. This can't be the end of the series because there's at least one more season in which we need to explore these ideas um, right. and and really sort of finish up that transition between Republic and Empire um, that will make Episode 3 just... It's just the closing moments of the series, right? Like, that's what... The the further and further we get into this into this TV series, the more you can see that it leads right into Revenge of the Sith, and that Revenge of the Sith is not a standalone film, which is one of its biggest faults, is that it requires all this supplemental material in order to make sense. But now that we have all this supplemental material, for us, it's perfectly logical when we get to that point. Anakin's fall, the, the transition from Republic to Empire, uh, the willingness to vote, Palpatine into that position it all makes sense once right. once you take into account all of the things that we've we've come to know over the, mm-hmm. the course of the series mm-hmm. I'll just say that um, you know you're talking about Barris's, um, the some of the co- quotes she said right here as, as to why this she did all this mm-hmm. again I'm still trying to figure out what her motivation was but I do agree with what you're saying like two out of the three things she says makes total sense um, the first thing she says is the Jedi are responsible for the war I don't know if, how much I agree with that but the other two the Jedi have lost their way yeah you, I mean we've seen that throughout this series how yeah. the Jedi are losing their way their, their, their ability to see what's going on the dark side's clouding and then the last thing um, she says an army fighting for the dark side and how big of a quote is that because she's right this is an army fighting for the dark side and they don't even know it you know what i mean that's what's so good about that quote and whether she knows what she's saying there i don't know but um that's the one that i picked up and i go wow that's that's a pretty big thing to say and it's so true because they don't even know that ultimately they're fighting for for darth sidious and uh, and the empire so um but yeah, some wow, really some really cool stuff there. Again, motivations I don't know, but I love a couple of those quotes and and what they mean mm-hmm. and uh, how she says it. So, uh, go ahead, Mike. A couple more left here. Uh, the Jedi Council bring Ahsoka to their chamber. Anakin apologizes to her, as does Plo Koon on behalf of the Council. Kiadi Mundi, Saisi Tin, and Mace Windu observe that Ahsoka has passed a major trial in her training and has emerged a greater Jedi. They invite her to return to the Jedi Order. 
Okay, here's here's the scene, Mike, where um, Ahsoka is going to be promoted mm-hmm. to a Jedi Knight. I mean, here it is right here. And we've seen in the past where there's certain events that happen with Jedi and the council decides, wow, that was through the through the will of the Force or whatever, that was intended to be your Jedi trial. Yeah. And it's almost like, check this out, it's almost like Ahsoka, she, she folds her arms like she can't believe what they're saying and what Mace is saying like, you got to be kidding me. Mm-hmm. All this crap I went through, and this is just me, it's like my take on what she's thinking, right? All this crap that I went through, and you guys didn't believe me, and now you're going to say, oh, that's your Jedi trial. That's your way out of this? Mm-hmm. That's your way of saying, you know, we were wrong? You know, they said, yeah, we were wrong, but come on. This is, <laughs> it's almost like she, she can't take it anymore. You know, I, I can't take this anymore. You're going to say, that's my Jedi trial. I'm a Jedi now, now because... I went through this crap and you guys didn't believe me. That's my trial. Yeah. Really? You know? So that's kind of like how I took it as, as what she was thinking. And like her ultimately just finally saying, you know what? I'm done with this. You know, I, I can't deal with this right now. So uh, any, any comments on, on how they uh, are going to promote her to a Jedi Knight because of this night? I, uh, you know, uh, in reading that, uh, it sounds a little bit more like, like they, they consider this one of her trials. Because um, mm-hmm. there are several trials, right? I mean, some of the ones that we know are trial of the flesh, trial of the spirit, um, mm-hmm. and they like they say this is this was your your great trial, um, and and I think that that they consider it uh, uh, maybe a couple of those things, but that she's not she hasn't quite made it there. She's not quite a Jedi Knight. I mean, she's very young to be to be knighted, right? Um, mm. But I think that they're trying to acknowledge that she's very close. She's very far along in that process. Um, probably further along than her age would normally dictate. But she's all she was advanced from the beginning, right? I mean, she was she she oh, became yeah. a Padawan earlier than than most Jedi become Padawans. So um, I, I don't know that they were quite going to make her a knight. I think that they, they were. They were pointing out that you, that she dealt with it in a manner befitting a Jedi Knight, and that mm-hmm. she's she's well on her way to that to that rank and title. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, especially yeah. with the way that Anakin reacts, I, right. it, it seemed a little bit more like they were just sort of she was coming back to her to so what she was previously but maybe a little bit further along a little bit closer like they like they were acknowledging that like we're we consider this part of your trials um and and although you may not have been ready essentially is what they insinuate she managed (laughs) it with the proper uh with the proper resolve and attitude so Mm -hmm. yeah uh, so we get to the last part, part here, Mike, and and you know what? We don't. I'm not even going to read it. Let's just um, listen to uh, what happens uh, at the close of uh, season five. I'm sorry, Master, but I'm not coming back. Ahsoka, wait! Ahsoka, I need to talk to you! 
Why are you doing this? The Council didn't trust me. So how can I trust myself? What about me? I believed in you. I stood by you. I know you believe in me, Anakin. And I'm grateful for that. But this isn't about you. I can't stay here any longer. Not now. The Jedi Order is your life. You can't just throw it away like this. Ahsoka, you are making a mistake. Maybe. But I have to sort this out on my own. Without the Council. And without you. I understand. More than you realize. I understand wanting to walk away from the Order. I know. I tell you what, Mike. Uh, I just I love this this, this scene right here, the music. Um, I've watched this thing probably I don't know eight nine times already. This just this ending, and and it's so good every time I watch it. I remember you know Saturday watching it in the morning, and just sitting at the edge of my seat as this thing fades out and the credits roll. And I just sat there for like a minute, just like trying to process everything that happened in that last scene. Easily, for me, the best scene, the best close uh, to any of the uh, episodes, to any of the seasons of this whole series. Um, like I said, a lot of stuff going on. The fade to black with the credits, a phenomenal touch um, by Dave Filoni to get that in there, to get that through. George Lucas because he wasn't necessarily on board with that mm -hmm. um, I know you didn't get the sense that that was the end but it just for me it just had that feeling like wow you know was was that the end and we talked about this a little bit on the Google Hangout I just got this sense like wow is this it the way the way it faded out the way the credits and the music played and and hats off again where we're talking about music here for a second hats off to Kiner they did the orchestra mic for this this whole arc apparently, which I didn't know, mm -hmm. uh, and until uh, after the show, um, fan uh, again another fantastic uh, touch, but um, and I have a couple more thoughts. Uh, just your initial thoughts on this ending of uh, season five here. Yeah, um, it's a, it can't be the end. This this can't be the end. There's two reasons for that. First of all. Everything that I've said about about story and about there being just way too many threads left dangling. Um, Darth Maul's out mm. there somewhere. It needs to be dealt with. Uh, right. Ahsoka is... That is not a final note for Ahsoka. This is... I mean, honestly, in my opinion, this is the beginning of her story. Previous, mm -hmm. she's been a supporting character in Anakin's story or... You know, uh, in the in the the greater uh, story of the saga, but this is truly the moment where her story begins, where she is her own character and goes off on her own quest to figure herself out. Um, uh, as I've said before, Asajj is. I mean, they've set her up for so much. And, and they still need to realize 
some things with that character. Her her story is not over, uh, and those two stories overlap. Asaj and Ahsoka overlap very much. Um, mm-hmm. First of all, we need we need a reaction from Asajj that that um, Savage is dead. I because that I think is one of her driving forces right now. Uh, and vengeance for the Night Sisters is, is a big part of, of her story. So that needs to happen. Um, Obi Wan needs to confront Maul in order to deal with Satine uh, and and get get past that. Um, and we need more we need more about Tarkin. We definitely need to see Boba Fett come into his own. Uh, mm-hmm. The last time we saw him, he was locked in a trunk. So I, that's not the Boba Fett that we know and love. So we we need to get him a little bit closer to that character, um, and and so mm-hmm. there's there's a lot of stories out there that still need to be dealt with. The other aspect is I don't care if Disney has an issue with Cartoon Network or if Cartoon Network has an issue with Disney or where the series is going to end up, but if that was the last episode, we wouldn't know. They would have told us. It would have been a big deal. The end of this series is going to be huge. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I honestly think it's going to literally end with Anakin and Obi-Wan jumping to light speed. And for, for Coruscant. Yeah, for Coruscant. Yeah. Like, like, they are, mm-hmm. like, the whole next season... I, I said this on the, on the, the, the hangout. Google uh, Yeah. They... What needs to happen now is Anakin needs to retreat into himself and into the war. He needs to to uh, have maybe one or two more moments with Padme, and then he needs to go to the Outer Rim and just destroy battle droids and kill Separatists and just do his thing as a hero and forget mm. about all of this stuff with Ahsoka. Um, we need to see the fallout from that because that right. fallout is going to be what sets him up for the moment of loss in in Revenge of the Sith that he experiences in the in his dream. Right? Um, we need to see that, and we need to see we need to see his character go through that. And so mm-hmm. it, it's it's going to happen. We need to see him and Obi Wan on the Outer Rim fighting. Uh, no more of this, like sitting on the council and and doing all these other things. Uh, they they need to go and they need to to fight this war and win it. Uh, and and we can you yeah, they can do some stuff with some other characters, but um, those characters need to get back to to essentially where they were at the beginning of the series, um, which is just you know taking care of business. Um, but it, if if the series was over, we would know. We would know by now. The the this no news is good news. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it it continues to be that. It, it continues to be that. So, I think it, it. I mean, if it was the end, um, you know, it definitely went off. At least one character's, you know, kind of resolved, but not like you said. I mean, it, it kind of opens up a lot of stuff, but. You know, you said I talked about Anakin and his emotional state. I mean, this was very emotional for Anakin. Yeah. And um, you know, obviously it was for uh, for Ahsoka. I mean, you can see her as she's walking away. You can see the pain in her eyes as she walks away. Um, and she and she even says, "Mike." And this is what 
it, it kind of opens it up even more. Um, she says, I have to sort this out on my own. So not necessarily, like she's leaving right now, but she has that line where she says that and you go, well, okay, um, maybe she's going to sort it out and, and we'll see her in the future. And I said this on the Google Hangout. I mean, how, how cool would it be for the fans to see her come back in a small role mm-hmm. in episode seven? Like, you know, she appears somehow and, and maybe even talks to Luke, like, and here's Anakin as a force ghost, maybe, and like, hey, this is my old Padawan, and she's back, and you know, maybe something just for the. I mean, how cool would that be? But, uh, but yeah, you know. And here's another thing that we have to discuss too. Um, Anakin, he says, hey, I understand, you know, Oka, Ahsoka, how you feel, um, and Ahsoka goes, yeah, I know, and it's like, whoa, Ahsoka knows, you know, we can kind of infer yeah. that she knows about yeah. Anakin, you know. Um, so very intuitive, very great. Uh, another great scene, another great um, revelation, uh, and everything else that's going on, Mike. I mean, she figures out that Anakin uh, and his struggles, what, what he's going through, because he has he has a wife. So uh, you picked up on that as well, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it was it, that. It wasn't implied. It wasn't inferred. It wasn't insinuated. It was flat out stated to us that Ahsoka, <laughs> yeah, she knows. She knows that Anakin and Padme uh, are are something. Um, it's it's like I, I I I've said about Obi Wan and Anakin. Obi Wan knows something is going on. He's known since mm-hmm. Episode Two that there was two, something probably, going yeah. on yeah. between the two of them. Um, he's constantly reminding Anakin that no, you can't. Like your your duty is to the Jedi Order. You'll be expelled, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, he takes that very seriously. Uh, Ahsoka seems to be a little bit less uh, on that on that wavelength. Um, a little bit more of like, well, you know, if I'm not a Jedi, it's not the end of the world. Um, I mean, I think that for her it's very difficult, but but she's ready to move on. But um, yeah, this this implication that Anakin's secret marriage isn't as secret as he thinks it is. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, Dave Filoni um, in his behind the scenes feature, at you know, he even said that there was a him and George were going back and forth. I mean, Dave Filoni thought that she should live through this. Um, and George thought that she should die, which is, I, I kind of thought was a little interesting because, you know, he's not one to kill off people. I mean, look at Han Solo. He didn't want him to die. And he mm-hmm. um, ultimately got his way over. Um, uh, uh, who's writing? Who's, who wrote Empire Strikes Back? I'm drawing. Uh, right Lawrence Kasdan. Kasdan, yeah. He was, you know, Kasdan wanted him to die. And he said, no, no, no. He's, so I thought that was kind of interesting that uh, Filoni was. Um, kind of fighting for her to live through this and i thought it ended up very well mike um this whole season again um was one of those seasons that kind of started maybe a little slow but uh the last eight or so episodes um just some great stuff mm-hmm. um they should be proud of that some of the best clone wars um we had we've seen and as far as this ending probably one of the best endings arguably the best ending uh in the clone wars so far so, um, any thoughts on uh, this kind of season before we get into the Facebook uh, reactions? No, it's just it's just what you said. Like, I mean, this yeah. th- this is uh, it was it was excellent, and it was definitely the best season finale they've ever done. Um, mm-hmm. They set up so much that it would be a shame not to uh, not to finish it. But yeah. uh, 
like yeah. we'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah, well, like you just you know you said earlier, Mike. I mean, we, you know, so much stuff is is still out there. Asage, Barris, Mall, um, Ahsoka, Rex. I mean, you know, all these characters and all these these things that. Uh, we're brought on with the Clone Wars, and, and we just kind of, gosh, it'd be nice to see, uh, like you said, some of that resolved yeah. with the season six, wherever we could see it. So um, let's head on over to some of the Facebook reactions to the finale. Wait a minute, play back the entire message. Where are those transmissions you intercepted? He is carrying a message from an Obi-Wan Kenobi. I was beginning to wonder if you'd got my message. I saw part of the message. You... I seem to have found it. So I put it out last, uh, I think it was last night or something like that, just just to get some uh, reactions mm-hmm. to this finale. And uh, we got some reactions over on our Facebook page. Uh, Matt Sculthorpe, he says, I loved how they handled Ahsoka. It would be so easy just to kill her off, but they uh, they did it as much, they did it as so much more of an impact. It also makes more sense how the Jedi Order was taken off the board after Order 66. They were so... Um, beholden to rules, it proved to be their downfall. Uh, thanks for the podcast, guys. And that's uh, from Matt Sculthorpe. Uh, Aaron Altimus also uh, pitched in here. He said, after watching this episode, Revenge of the Sith makes complete sense. Of course, it would be easy as it was for Anakin to fall after what happened here. The whole arc was amazing. I would definitely put the wrong Jedi in my top ten. I would also obviously would put that probably in my top five. Uh, so far in the Clone Wars, uh, that particular episode, mm-hmm. just if not just for the uh, last third of the episode itself. Um, Mark, are you on the Facebook page? You want to read a couple of these? Or yeah, no, yeah, I can. I so okay, go ahead. I sorry, which one did you just read? I just did Aaron Altimus's. So Danny Bryan says, "I loved it. I even had a few tears. I loved what happened to Ahsoka. Great episode. I sort of wish they had used someone else besides Barris. I don't feel connected to her. Don't know her too well." But then I don't know who would work better. Uh, love the podcast. So, yeah, it, it, that's interesting. It's, I, I think one of the reasons why they use Barris is because of all of the Padawans, other than Ahsoka, uh, we've spent some time with her uh, during the during the whole Brain Invaders uh, arc, the the, right. the Geonosis arc. Um, we we got to know that character a little bit. So, using her, I I think that's really the only reason why they did. Uh, we don't really have another Padawan, I don't think, um, that survived long right, enough right. to be featured in an episode. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, Kyle Avery also jumped in here. He said, um, I had one more thought that I forgot to mention on our video chat yesterday, so I'll share it here. The way Tarkin bullied the Jedi Council into expelling Ahsoka uh, so that she could be tried by the Senate was reminiscent of how Palpatine twists their arm into making Anakin a council member in episode three we've seen them become more arrogant and complacent but at the same time they become less independent and more subservient to the chancellor without realizing it just more setup for how things fall apart in revenge of the sith and you said this earlier mike you said how tarkin bullied the council into a soaking uh, uh expelling ahsoka right yeah 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 uh go ahead uh i ab- uh, this is from andre zamet I absolutely loved the episode. It was a solid conclusion to the arc and a fitting finale. This was the best season finale on the Clone Wars so far. The emotion conveyed through this arc by the animators and the voice actors was remarkable. Besides, this explains nearly uh, neatly why Ahsoka is not in Revenge of the Sith. Keep it up, and thanks for the podcast. Hmm. 
not in Revenge of the Sith, but could we see her in another Star mm-hmm. Wars property, whether it be spinoff or um, new sequel trilogy? We'll see. We'll see. Uh, and finally, Jason Hunt over at the Wampus Lair podcast, he chimes in. He says, uh, this is by far the most emotionally impactful episode I've seen to date. Uh, I, like Michael J. Cohen, never believed that Ahsoka would die in this series. I figured that she would leave uh, Anakin's tutelage uh, one way or another, but the story that Dave Filoni and crew told to that end caught me completely off guard. While I felt the discovery of Barriss was slightly rushed, the ex- execution of Ahsoka's side of the story was masterfully done. I, can, could, I could go into very long discussion on the obvious and sad decline of the Jedi this episode, in this episode, but that would take too long to type. I will leave it at this. While this episode left me on the brink of tears, the second time in about a month they've done that, I love the possibilities that this opens up for Ahsoka. My theory of her being a main player in the on-again, off-again live-action series has new life blown into it, and that makes me very happy. This episode has shown that this series deserves more than just any nominations. It deserves Emmy nominations. And uh, some good stuff he says here, Mike. Um, he talks about Barris, and he thought that was rushed. We talked about Barris and what we thought of that. Um, but, yeah, the Ahsoka part. Uh, I didn't know going into this episode what was going to happen. So I thought, again, they did that very well. They didn't set up anything like she was going to get killed, whether she was going to leave. I mean, there was obviously only a couple, three or four three um, outcomes that could possibly happen. But, um, again, I was going into this. I, I, I had no idea. So I thought it was very well done. And he talks about how it could go. We just said, you know, maybe we'll see her in the future. Live, I totally forgot about the live-action series. If they ever get to that, you know, could, that, could she end up in there, another place that she could end up? Because it's told, apparently, from what we know, between episodes three and four. So, uh, yeah, tons of possibilities. What do you think? Anything you want to add here to... Uh, to what uh, Jason said? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I said it on the on the Google Hangout. I think that Ahsoka could be featured in 1313. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I, I think that's maybe one of the reasons why we haven't gotten a lot of details about that yet. Um, the other is that it's probably on the PlayStation 4 and the next Xbox. But, right. I, but I, I do feel like the, the connections between this arc and that video game... And the ideas, I mean, they were on level 1313 last week's episode, so I, I think they, they, they're setting Ahsoka up for an appearance in that game. Um, we'll have to wait and see, but, but I mm-hmm. think that's, they've mentioned that, that, it, that there are characters that we are familiar with that will show up in 1313, but they're not ready to reveal who those are. And I think one of the biggest reasons why you wouldn't want to reveal that is because it would give away... Um, some of those characters' futures, their fates. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and I, I agree with you, Jason. I think um, as far as emotional impact, yeah, this definitely is is number one. And if you would have told me years and years and years ago when when that uh, Clone Wars movie came out that when you see Ahsoka walk off the ramp of that, I think it was a shuttle, or whatever, that she would be, um, you know, featured in one of the most emotional episodes, and we'd be so invested in her. Um, that would be almost tear jerking. You would, I would have laughed at you because at that point I was like, "What is going on with this series? You know, what is up with this movie? Mm-hmm. I mean, who is this Ahsoka? What? What's going on? You know?" And and to see her, it, it was funny. I saw a little video of her. It was on the featurette actually, and you're like, "Wow!" You know, she looked young there. You know, the her um, 
tendrils or leku, whatever you want to call it, were short. So you can even see the growth of the animation of the character in mm-hmm. these in these years. So, um, but yeah, just very emotional, great ending. Uh, can't say enough of good things about the ending. So um, that's you know that's it, Mike. Uh, we don't have no. No preview, sadly. Yeah. No preview coming up. <laughs> I was like, what's going on? we got to play the preview for next week. Ah, no, no. But I do have to mention that. We, we had that Google Hangout Saturday, which turned out pretty good. And if anybody's interested, it's on the it's on a YouTube page, right? Yeah, uh, youtube.com slash Frontlines Podcast. Uh, so, you, yeah, you can head over there and you can check that out. Uh, it's, it's two hours long. Um, I'm also going to be putting up an audio version of it. Uh, so if you just want to sit tight and wait for next week, uh, I will put up that audio version. Uh, it's, it's a joint front lines, uh, um, saga saga continues. continues. So we, we talk for about an hour about the clone wars, about the season finale and about some, some other stuff. And then we talk for about an hour about the, the, uh, the sequel trilogy and the spinoff movies. So, um, Mm. although there's lots and lots of overlap in between but i yeah. but yeah i mean that i mean geez we're we're done for the season uh oh, gosh wow, it huh? feels like it came really quick and that's because it's it so fast did because we're two yeah. episodes shorter than normal um but i but that doesn't necessarily mean that you've heard the last of us i we right. will probably do some things over the summer uh, i mean the summer it's not even spring yet um, i know it's going to be a long Crazy. wait for the next season. I mean, historically yeah. October, like September, October, right? So it's going to be a while before before you hear from us uh, talking about a new episode of The Clone Wars. But uh, that, like like Matt said, our Google Hangout was was a huge success. Uh, we we were really happy with the way that it turned out. So. Uh, more so than podcasts, I would expect that, to yeah. see some of those cropping up. Right. Uh, especially if we can figure out how to uh, how to show you guys trailers while we talk. Uh, we, once we figure out a little bit more of this Google Hangout stuff, a little bit more of this YouTube stuff, um, you can expect to see uh, when we get a trailer for Season 6, which I yeah. Yeah. firmly believe we will. Uh, and when we get trailers for things like uh, the sequel, like Episode 7, or, you know, really just anything. I mean, I, just because Clone Wars is done for the season doesn't mean that Star Wars is done for until October. So there will be lots to talk about, uh, and you'll I'm sure you'll hear from us uh, soon enough. So Yeah, definitely. I think that Google thing is a good idea. Um, Maybe in a few weeks, if we get some kind of information on what's going on with mm-hmm. with, with the season or with the Clone Wars, uh, we might we might jump on and um, yeah, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. I think that'll be fun to do that Google Hangout thing and then and then release it as audio if uh, some people don't want to mm-hmm. spend the time to watch it. Yeah. And, um, but uh, uh, just a couple uh, thanks to go out um, before we finish up here to uh, Jason Hunt over at. Um, the Wampus Lair, he filled in for me this year, so I appreciate that. Also, Kyle filled in for me uh, once, I believe, mm-hmm. and, and has helped write the recap. So thanks to him. And, of course, Tim yep. uh, on the front and, lines. And Chris, uh, Chris was on at one point. Uh, and Chris, too. Yeah, of course. Um, Chris Hoth, high school. Yeah. yeah. So appreciate that. Thanks, you guys, for coming on. 
thanks to fans for the listening and listening to me and Mike uh, over the last yeah. few months. And, yeah, uh, hopefully uh, there's more to this come. this year has been our biggest year yet uh, in terms of downloads and just uh, interactivity with you guys. And uh, the yeah. Facebook page is let's see, the Facebook page has. 263 likes, which uh, which I think we can do better, but I still think that that's pretty great. Um, we we've got yeah. we've got just a good dozen or so people over on the Facebook group that interact all the time, all the time. That right. We're constantly talking to. Um, we're we're picking up YouTube subscribers. Uh, we have 678 followers on Twitter. And that number just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, so just a huge thank you, like like Matt said, to all of you guys out there listening, everybody that that's a, a part of of Frontlines uh, and sort of our our now our Star Wars Daily Network. We're not quite up to daily. We need a few more uh, pieces of content, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but I mean, yeah. in, in the meantime, we'll continue to bring you guys news. So keep it. Keep your eyes peeled to all of the regular places. Um, but you can also jump over to StarWarsDaily.com and, uh, and follow our Tumblr over there, uh, which is just a great source of, of sometimes funny, sometimes cool, sometimes random Star Wars content. Um, mm-hmm. Just to sort of get your, your, as it says, Star Wars Daily is sort of your daily fix for Star Wars. Um, but that about does it for us this week. Yeah. So, like we said, don't forget to check us out online at www.clonewarspodcast.com, on Facebook at facebook.com slash clonewarspodcast, on Twitter at twitter.com slash clonewars, and you can send all of your comments, questions, and feedback to mail at clonewarspodcast.com. So, thank you guys for listening uh, for this season, and we will yeah. we will catch you guys sometime soon on our next Frontlines The Clone Wars podcast. Definitely. We'll see you guys soon. Well, another close to another wonderful show. Obi-Wan Kenobi here saying thank you for listening to Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast. Brought to you, of course, by StarWarsDaily.com. The force is strong with you all, and it will be with you always.
this season. Um, and it's just like, oh man, it's, it's like I said, it's bittersweet because this is the last time we'll talk uh, Clone Wars, hopefully just for this season. Hopefully. Uh, yeah, hopefully. Uh, but we'll, we'll talk about that and some other stuff going on. Um, you want to head on over? You want to get to the news actually real quick? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Sorry, one sec. I'm going to answer a phone call. Just give me one oh, sec. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Hello? Hello? Mm-hmm. This is him. Actually, we're on pause right now. Um, that's a, you know what? Can, can, could you call back at another time? I'm, I'm busy at the moment. I just t- sometime tomorrow would be fine. What? It sounds like he got a call, but okay. it's just, he thought it was an important call, okay. but it wasn't. Bye. <laughs> Sorry about that. No, I can't. Uh, I can't afford to uh, to ignore no, I know. incoming yeah. calls right now. Uh, from unknown yeah. numbers, like if it's somebody I know, I'll just let it go to voicemail. But yeah, I hear you. If I don't yeah, know who I it figured. is, I got to answer because it could be a job. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Okay, I figured. I'll just cut that all out, or maybe I'll just leave it in. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'll just uh, start over. Let's uh, let's go to the news. Welcome 